After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right. We are going to be talking about TV commercials tonight, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Ham steaks, ham pies, ham pasta, grilled ham. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hello, Andrew. So, um... I'm very excited. You know I'm excited. Yeah. I haven't stopped telling you over the course of the past half hour so that I think that we have the best After These Messages segment of all time coming up. Yes. I've kept it a secret the from you. The pendulum has really swung from crippling self-doubt to overweening confidence. Um, you don't know what it is. I this, have no idea. I think idea. this is a first. I've yeah. completely... I actually built a separate show sheet so at that you At 5 o'clock you told me, don't, look at the, don't do any more work on the show sheet, and I said... You had me at don't do any more work. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've already been doing that. <laughs> check uh, and check. So in a little bit, I will tell you what our main segment is today. I'm not going to tell you right now, but I will say if you're a new listener and you're thinking, should I move on to a different podcast? Should I stick around and give this episode a shot? I would recommend giving this episode a shot because we are going to be doing something really special on the show today. <laughs> uh, my only concern. And this th- is I'm being, quite a build up. I'm being somewhat. I'm being, I guess I'm being a bit hyperbolic, but I am actually somewhat concerned that this segment is going to be so good it's going to make you feel bad that we haven't produced anything this good up until this point. And by definition, you haven't produced a show as good as what I've done here tonight. I'll probably live. You'll probably live. Uh, Also, it might raise the bar for us. You know, we're going to go out there. Anyway, I'll tell you what it is in a second. Also, though, we have a few things going on tonight. It's actually maybe too too much good stuff, as our friend Tombgis might say. Um... If there's time, I want to do an Andy's Corner with you. I'll just tell you what that is right away. Um, Do you remember a long time ago, I mean a long time ago on this show, we talked about that uh, coffee commercial from the early 1960s where the husband was just so rude, just so rude to his wife. Yes. over coffee, right? Because she her coffee wasn't as good as the office coffee or something. Yes, and then when we then he leaves and his wife is at home in the kitchen and she's concerned that he's going to have an affair, literally an right. affair, because she can't make good coffee. Yeah. Now I don't think we ended. It was up, a different time. It was. So that was one uh, commercial. I think it was Folgers. And I don't think we talked about this, but if we did, I forgot about it. Somebody made a mashup. They went into the archives like some sort of commercial archives, and put together a supercut of men being terrible jerks from old commercials all about the coffee their just wives coffee. Could, Yes. And uh, and so uh, we'll just play the tape for you. It's like a minute or two of, of a mashup of men just being terrible to their wives over coffee. Wow. Um, and I'll tell you how I stumbled on that. Uh, some people may have heard that. I see that it went per- quite viral about 10 years ago or so. Um, also, of course, we'll check in with you guys, the Ad Council. We have an incredibly... Beautiful jingle for you today, Genevieve. We have so many good singers in the ad council. I know. I know. This is from listener Emily, who I believe has um, sung her way into our hearts before on the show, but uh, it's too good to pass up. So, uh, all right. Are you ready? I are am, you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Okay. It's the only way I can reach the microphone. Because <laughs> we are about to embark on a segment that I am calling... Ham, Spam, or Pam, <laughs> Nobody Rides for Free. <laughs> lunch hour, lunch hour, lunch hour, lunch hour. How do you find time to eat? Well, there are so many people on the street, and all of them are hungry, 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 hungry. Rupert Holmes, by the way. Rupert Holmes, ladies a, a and gentlemen. A deep cut on the Rupert Holmes uh, oof. I think all of his songs, except for yeah, one I about s- pina coladas. That's <laughs> the joke. <laughs> Are indeed deep cuts. You want to know what this song is about? <laughs> this song uh, is actually maybe not what you think. It's called Lunch Hour, and the lyrics uh, are about a bunch of people who are not worried about eating on their lunch hour because they are having sexual intercourse with other people. He really, <laughs> he really had a very sort of uh, clearly defined set of parameters yeah. for the topics of his song. I, I believe like. so. Based on a, a sample size of two. <laughs> I'm 
which I'm working with. I'm working with that, yeah. Uh, it does seem that, um, yeah, the idea of a fling right. uh, goes a it's long a way. It's a swing in time. So, okay, so let me explain how Ham Spam or Pam Nobody Rides for Free works here. So I have gathered a whole bunch of commercials uh, from going back to the 1960s all the way to things that were just airing this year. Uh, and they're in three categories. Some are for ham products, mm -hmm. okay? Some are for spam and spam-related products. And some are for Pam, the cooking spray. Right. And you're thinking, like, what do these all have in common? They rhyme. Yes. That, that's what they have in common. That, okay, right. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure that you were uh, I'm kinda, tracking. Yeah, picking you know up what weird? this segment is all about. You know, I don't, you know I don't eat pork. Yeah, I know. Um, I purposely passed up commercials that show, like, close-ups of like ham being cut because I don't want to gross you out oh you know that's not really a problem for me um I I don't eat pork on sort of ethical grounds but you know I don't miss ham I, I'll go the rest of my life very cheerfully without having another slice of ham mm -hmm. sometimes spam yeah. is very hard for me to pass up did you eat it growing up no no me, it was, me neither. I only we know made fun of it growing up yeah it was just a joke really kind of growing up but I as an adult you know it's such a Hawaiian staple and um, it's, I like it, you know, when I was still eating pork, like I'd had it, I had like the musubi and fried spam mm -hmm. and, and, uh, like fried rice with spam. Mm -hmm. That is what I miss much more than I miss any like unprocessed pork products. Yeah. I don't miss, um, like growing up, we ate a lot of lunch meat, like, you know, our parents packing our lunches or whatever. And bologna was a big one. I haven't eaten bologna in years. Um, turkey, you and I eat a lot. Ham was a big one, and salami, and um, I never, I mean, you don't eat pork, so I stopped buying, you know, cold cuts of, of ham, and I think I picked some up, either you were out of town, or I accidentally got ham instead of you turkey had a ham one party. time. When, yeah. when the cat's away. We went ham. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it. It seemed very processed and gross yeah. and very much in my head. Now Deli I, ham is like that. Yeah, and I still eat plenty of sausage and various pork-related things. Um, the only ham that I miss is like a good Easter ham that's kind of glazed with mm. that sweet sugary glaze, and you have yeah, it. You like can that peel holds no appeal the, for oh, me. Oh, that's I do, I do. We had a lot that. of ham. I feel like growing up, it was mm. often like the meat served with mm -hmm. dinner. Do you see why this is such a good segment? We're already here. We are. We're cutting it up. We're talking about ham versus spam. We haven't even talked about Pam yet. You are a big user of Pam. Yeah, the, you it's a vegetable oil that you spray instead yeah. of using like lard or butter. Yeah, you're a real. You really avoid the Pam. But if I'm, I make a lot of, I I cook a lot of eggs in a you know in a frying pan, and of course they taste better with butter or some kind of fattier oil. Mm -hmm. And they flip better. Everything about everything is better, better but. Pam does the trick, and it's way better for you. So if you're going to eat a lot of fried eggs, you know, I think the Pam is good for you. Yeah, I don't like it because you spray the Pam. I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. I tried to um, not harass you too much uh, in the kitchen. Um, but you spray the Pam on the pan on the stove, and there's always residual. Like if you were to spray paint something. into So yes. th that's one reason I don't it like it It does aerosolize. Right there. It, it sprays it all over the stove. And then you sometimes you'll kind of move the oil around on the stove afterwards with the towel, which is different than cleaning it. So that's another reason I don't like Pam. But here's how this is going to work. We're not going to do a traditional show here where I'm just going to go through my list of links. This is your show too, Genevieve. You tell me. What do you want to start with? Like We're just going to ping pong around. You can do two hams in a row and then a spam and then wow. a pan. Like whatever you want. So the world is my uh, ham flavored oyster. <laughs> That's right. What do you want to do? What, what do you want to start with? Ham, spam, or pam? Um, let's start with spam. Let's start with spam. Okay. Um, do you have an era that you want to start with? More modern, more vintage? Let's go vintage. Vintage. Okay. What do I got here? Um, let's go with... Oh, okay. There were some Australian spam commercials. Let's start with this one. It says it's from the 80s. I think it's from the 90s. I just like the jingle. You don't say ham. You say spam. Spam is real spice. Ham. want to serve delicious meals for your family, you don't say ham, you say spam. You don't say ham, you say spam. Spam is real spiced ham. You don't say ham, you say spam. Spam is real spiced ham. You don't say. 
You don't say. The commercial is just a bunch of images of, on a brightly colored background of uh, spam being prepared in different ways. It does look delicious. Am I 42 years old and just now learning that spam is a portmanteau of spiced ham? Did they say that in the commercial? You don't say ham. You say spam. Mm -hmm. Spam is real spiced ham. Mm -hmm. Well, I was doing a little research on spam today, um, and it's unclear. The company itself says they don't even know officially where the name came from. <laughs> they say it now... Hormel, I believe, is, yeah. is the company. And they said that um, it now stands for spiced ham, but there's a chance that in the beginning it stood for shoulder pork and ham, which mm -hmm. really should be spa, not spam, but with yeah, a little wordplay right. there. But um, you can understand why the, the company doesn't want to like talk about the body part so much. Like pork shoulder doesn't sound as good as spiced ham. Right, and... Shoulder pork is it's pork. I mean, I've heard the phrase pork shoulder, but yeah. not the reverse. It, it, another thing that doesn't make sense is apparently I learned this in my research today. Um, they claim that it only has seven ingredients, but the first ingredient is considered to be ham and pork, which I'm not exactly sure what that means. Like, well, ham is a particular cut. Yeah, all all ham is pork. Not, but not all, all pork, pork is, is ham, ham right. right? So it's like so it's like it's ham the cut with probably some other stuff with in there. some sweepings. Right. And um, there are only seven ingredients total if you count that as one. Um, water, uh, various <laughs> Whatever spices. Whatever was on the floor when they swept up the, <laughs> yes. the pork. Um, and did you, here's the most dazzling detail I learned about Spam. Did you know that it's cooked in the can. I didn't. Yes. What, all they boil the, it? They put all the products into the can. Like they mix it up into some sort of slurry sure. i'm sure and then it's injected into cans and then they heat the cans up and it it solidifies and cooks in the can that is fascinating you'd think there there must have been a lot of exploded cans before they figured out yeah. the process on that it takes 13 people to run the entire plant that's how wow. yeah or to run like a batch or whatever to make a batch yeah so, anyway, that's all I know about spam. All right, uh, what do you want to do? Stick with spam? Go to ham? No, let's ham. go to ham. You want to go to ham? Ham. Who's advertising ham? Um, Underwood Deviled Ham is a commercial from the 1970s. What is a deviled ham? Well, Genevieve... I know what a deviled egg is. Yeah, I didn't know either. I thought these kids were just talking about ham sandwiches in this commercial, but then at the very end, you get a shot of the product, and I don't want to ruin it for you. I just want you to see it and react. But this is, again, a 1970s commercial. looks like kind of early 1970s. It starts with a little um, uh, a little boy in a classroom. He... He sounds like a shit salesman with a mouthful of samples. I'm not going to lie to you. You can't tell what he's saying at first. Something about his mom making good ham sandwiches uh, because she uses Underwood deviled ham. And then we cut to another kid who's at home on the couch eating a sandwich. He's a little bit older. He's going to say that his mom makes the best deviled ham sandwiches. And then we're going to meet a tween, maybe even a teen, uh, who is in high school. And um, he's also eating the deviled ham sandwich, and then we will see a close-up of what it looks like, and I'd like your take on that. Our other kids go for my mom's sandwiches, and so does Dad, especially the deviled ham ones. Underwood deviled ham. My mom makes great sandwiches. This one's deviled ham. Underwood deviled ham. They just keep, in between, they just keep showing a close-up of the can of ham, which has a very jolly dancing Satan on it. Yes. The, Literally. The, the Underwood Deviled Ham logo is a is a devil. Yes. It's just like a sort of a red, uh, very conventional devil with a pitchfork and horns. Yes. But really skinny legs, like kind of a hipster devil a little bit. <laughs> and it says, Underwood family-sized deviled ham. Deviled ham. My mom always gives me meat sandwiches to keep me going. <laughs> meat sandwiches. My mom always gives me meat sandwiches to keep me going. I meant to use that That's... as a shit like this today, but I forgot. Like deviled ham. It's all good ham and a pinch of spice. <laughs> did the listener, did you hear that short intake of breath from your host, that Genevieve? That looks like dog food. She literally jumped back from the screen when she saw a close-up of them smearing this. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, like puree cat food being smeared yeah, onto it's a, it's a, a piece pate of bread. style of meat i guess for anyone who isn't familiar with deviled ham as i was not um now i'm i'm i ate some pate types of meats as a young person i liked brunschweiger mm, yeah, uh, which is me. like a i think it's a liver based uh pate kind of uh uh food 
So, you know, I'm not I'm not so proud that I won't eat a pate style meat, but that really looks disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it really does bad. look like dog food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, what do you want to do? Let's go, Pam. You want to go, Pam? Yeah. You're just like Pam? checking off. Pam, checking off all the boxes here. Um, okay, this a lot of Pam commercials are boring. I have probably the fewest Pam commercials because it's a lot of uh, women in the kitchen talking to the camera, saying this is a more healthy approach to cooking. And you already heard me just do that. Exactly. Um, so there's not a lot to it, but there are some gems here and there, and I picked four of them. Uh, the first one I'd like to start with, if you don't mind, is the, I, I call it the hip-hop jingle. I don't know if you'll agree with that characterization, but this comes from uh, 1987, and uh, not unlike that one uh, spam commercial, very uh, brightly colored backgrounds with close-ups of food and people cooking with Pam. Have you thought about Pam when you're baking something? Mm. When you're roasting something good, it lets a natural flavor through. Have you thought about Pam? You can use it on a grill. You can put it on a mold. When you're frying, it's a thrill. Have you thought about Pam when you're watching out for fat? When you're counting calories, you might even look like that. You should think about Pam. There's none of this or that. When you're cleaning up your pans, you get it done in no time flat. Pam cooking spray. Good food starts here. It's so 1987. That is the most 80s thing I've ever seen. Yes. When they said you might even look like that, they show a close-up of like a wasp-waisted woman in like aerobics gear. Yes. Um, n- not a bad day for jingles here. Pretty good jingles. Messages, right? Have you thought about Pam? Have you thought about if your using name was Pam? Pam I, that would. If my name was Pam, yeah. I would want that to be all over the place. Pam, 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 Pam. <laughs> Um, uh, what about this using Pam on your Jello mold, though? Like, doesn't hold on. Have you thought about Pam? You can use it on a grill. You can put it on a mold when you're frying. It's a thrill. You can put it on a mold. They're talking about a Jello mold there. That I can seems... understand you. You might spray the inside of a mold uh, before you poured whatever you're pouring mm. in, and it helped it just come out a little bit. I mean, Pam is pretty tasteless. Yeah, I guess so. So it's not like it's going to dramatically change the flavor. Um, all right, so we've looked. We've seen a, a spam, a Pam, and a yeah, we've ham. sampled each. Um, what What's your favorite of all of these? What do what's you my like? favorite? Well, what do you? What did you? What did you? Be, uh, I'd be like sure to go back. I'd miss. like to go back to ham okay. because I thought when I came up with this inarguably brilliant idea that all of the ham commercials were going to be for lunch meat or uh, like a dinner ham that you cut. Right? Mm-hmm. It did not occur to me because I was very short sighted that there might be a fast food advertisement for a Pam-related product. And we're talking about Jack in the Box. This is 1980s-era Jack in the Box. Um, Right around the time, and I know this because of kind of cross-referencing this with some other commercials, that they were doing the whole, we're rebranding, we're not the clown place anymore, and they literally are blowing up their clown imagery. Um, This is around that time, and part of their whole coming out thing was like, we're not clowning around here anymore, we're offering, wait for it, Ham sandwiches. Jack in the Box wants you to say ooh to our new hot ham and cheese. The food is better at the box. Three hot ham and cheese. Better at the box. Wow, look at the cheese. Better at the box. Great stack of ham. <laughs> the food is better at the box. Toasted poppy seed roll. Better at the box. We're changing, you know. Better at the See, box. We're changing. Terrific. It shows. We're changing, you know. That was a very interesting era for Jack in the Box. I love how, um, I love how over the top work mm-hmm. like the people are. Like, so you have two men and a woman. They're coming in for their lunch, which is they're clearly coming from the office. You've got one of them in an actual fully three piece suit. Mm-hmm. The other one's like a jacket, open collar. A jacket, open collar, and the woman, you know, clearly her, the receptionist. Clearly the receptionist, the way she's styled. But they're all coming from the office. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the idea that, I mean, I work in an office and there's a jack in the box. I don't now, obviously, but like normally I work in an office where there's a jack in the box, you know, walkable from my office. Um, but you would only go there if you wanted to get stabbed. Oh, yeah. That's the stabbiest that's jack the in the box. That's the stabbiest jack in the box. Yeah. And I just think in general. And most of the jack in the boxes I've seen are a little stabby. Yeah, they are. They're At least just, around here in Seattle. I, I feel know. like, yeah, I don't know what they're like outside of Seattle, but here in Seattle, it is. And not that I've never eaten there. Sometimes it's like it's a. Grease You've eaten. I've never been in the one on the Ave. You've been in that. 
Oh no, but I mean I've eaten oh. at Jack in the I've had Jack in the Box oh, okay. food. It's always a you know, it's a grease bomb, and sometimes that's what you want. But I feel like they have here, at least in the Seattle area, completely embraced um, their identity as just like lowest common denominator. Yeah, scuzz ball. Was that a commercial we saw the other day where they, you know, Jack in the Box was kind of the front lines of advertising to stoners. Yeah, I feel they like. were the, they it, were the first ones to be like, we're open late because you know why. And didn't we just see a Jack in the Box commercial the other day where they just had a bunch of um, hungover college kids biting it? No, that was BK. That was Burger King. That's right. They're trying to get in on the stoner and hungover college kids. I mean, these act- action. they yeah. were. It wasn't like a joke. Like we talked to hungover college kids. It was just like you know the kind of. I can't cinema verite commercial verite of people like biting into their sandwiches yeah, and being like, the, oh, the this premises, is good. I mean, of course they don't say hungover, but they say we convinced these college kids to get up early on a Saturday be- by offering them a free Burger King breakfast, and the, clearly the the implication being like because they were hungover. Yeah, because the one uh, young woman in it is just like she's, bleary. Yeah, she's just sort of bleary, and again, like not not over the top, like it's supposed to be comedic. I mean, that's what makes it. So amazing. Here, is it this one here? Should I just play this? Can I get this going? I yeah. think I found it. Worth waking up for. We asked college kids if they would get up early for a Burger King croissant sandwich. No, it's too early. I didn't even know Burger King had breakfast. This is good. This is better than what I usually eat. Definitely worth waking up for. The BK croissant sandwich. Get two for $4 or mix and match it with a biscuit sandwich. Your way. I mean, way of all of the quotes they got, they're like, well, better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right. It's, it's <laughs> the, the, the damning with faint praise. Like, well... It's better than I thought it was going to be. You know what? <laughs> I'm hungover shit, and this is fine. Like, thanks, I this guess. This is fine. Uh, and by the way, that begins with the actual, like, costumed king. The, the, the scariest creepy king knocking on their door. Who doesn't? I don't believe there's a college student in America that doesn't know Burger King does breakfast. Every college kid knows the whole mm, yeah, situation with breakfast foods. At, at That's why you go to college, food. to That's learn what... that. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast food 101. All right. What do you want? Do you not like the, the, is, is the choice, do you have the tyranny of choice here? Do you not want to be picking from the categories? You kind of turned it around on me and I, I can just <laughs> play my faves if you want. I just wanted to give you a little. Well, they're just a lot and I don't want to miss out on a great one because I was like stupidly wanted to hear every Pam commercial ever made. If they're on the sheet, they're worth playing. So don't <laughs> okay. worry about that too much. What are you feeling? Uh, let's hear spam. Okay. Back to the spam. Um, what do we have? I don't have any good spam. Just joking. <laughs> um, how about this? This is actually what kind of got me on this. I had a different idea. I was just poking around commercials. I'm not going to tell you what my idea was. It wasn't very good. And then, um, but I did see a couple of commercials that I couldn't believe were for spam. There are two classroom commercials, you know, commercials that take place in the classroom that have to do with spam. And the first one I saw was from 2012, um, and it's a classroom full of eggs. So if you can picture it, it's like a bunch of um, – they're not puppets. What would you call it? Like a bunch of like humanoid eggs. Right. You know, eggs with face with animated faces and uh, little yeah, like wigs little, It's on. like a little stop-motion movie with the yeah. eggs as characters. And the eggs, the students are just bored as hell while the headmaster egg – is taking attendance, okay? And they're like literally like kind of snoozing off, dozing off in class. Egg. Egg. Here. Egg. Here. Uh Uh-oh, now we hear, I don't know if you could hear that, but it sounds like somebody's bounding down the hallway and is going to add some excitement to this classroom. Egg. Now, suddenly, a big can of spam just burst through the door. It's become a dance party. The eggs start Wake up your dancing. Eggs great tasting spam. More fun ideas at spam.com. Somebody, wake, wake up your eggs. Yeah, somebody mentioned that that uh, voice at the end sounds a little bit like Bart Simpson. So it becomes a dance party, and then the eggs start like kind of bouncing into each other while they're dancing, and they crack. You heard one of them crack. And then the little spokes egg at the end is all cracked up. That's all I got. I like it. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It was part of a, a campaign. There were some other ones where a, a couple of, um, I think it's like a, 
a macaroni noodle and a block of cheese okay. are out at a restaurant together. And the, the macaroni noodle says to the cheese, like, well, what do you think of the place? She's like, we come here every night. And she's super bored. And then all of a sudden, Spam breaks in with similar music and adds some excitement wow. to their evening. Spam is like everybody's uh, sort of like adventure yeah. relationship. Like, did they add? Did Spam get added to the relationship? Uh huh. I like to think so. Now here's the deal. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, what is it? Why are foods eating at a restaurant? <laughs> I mean, it's why are eggs in a classroom is another relatively good question. Um, can we stay with Spam in the classroom here for a moment? Sure. This one came out, I think, about five years earlier. This is weird to me. We see a teacher, and she's at her desk, right? And it's clearly nap time. We see a bunch of kids uh, on the floor sleeping in little sleeping bags or something. Um, and she's enjoying her lunch at her desk. And she's eating a spam sandwich, or at least that's what we're going to learn. And two little kids, her students, come up to her desk, and they want to know if she's willing to share. It's got a very ominous vibe to it, from the lighting yeah. to the kind of nursery rhyme music that you'll hear. Miss Larson? Yes. Timmy. Can I have some spam too? No, Timmy. This is a spam single. It's just enough for me. You said we were supposed to share. Now all the kids start like kind of waking up from their naps, but they're getting up as if they're like kind of rising from the dead. Maybe I'll just go eat this outside. Oh no. Playtime is over. And then one of the kids like closes the door so the teacher can't get out and they start surrounding her like zombies. That's very creepy. It's very That's creepy. Too and it's a creepy. weird way to like you would think that like, yeah, share your spam. Well, I get the idea. I mean it's a single serving mm -hmm. and so you don't it's not enough to share. But it that one feels like one where the idea got away from them a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, and it ended up being something that was very off-putting. Well, I am also wondering, so there's no details about this on Ad Age, but, um, you know, they do kind of showcase it here. And this is 2005. Is there a chance that um, Walking Dead was already out in 2005? Was that a phenomenon yet? I'm just wondering, because obviously that whole zombie movie thing kind of got big. Has that show been on for 15 years? No, that probably feels not. long to me. Is it still on, too? As far as I know, I stopped watching like three or four years ago. For a while there, like in, back in 2014, it was, um, no, it started in, in 2010 and it is still it is still running. Back in like 2014, when I was working on a radio show where we talked about TV uh, in a segment every week, um, it was consistently the highest rated show. Oh, everyone watched it. Just every week. Yeah, week it was appointment television. Out. I watched it quite religiously for the first um Five or six seasons. Not unlike deleting my LinkedIn account, just making the decision that I was going to stop watching that show was one of the most relieving decisions well, of my life. It was life. never your kind of show. I'm sort of surprised you watched it well, at I all. I like good zombie movies. Like I loved uh, uh, the original Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite movies, or certainly it was back then. Yeah, but you're not much for the kind of grinding horror of The, the Walking Dead is, which is just... I feel like that's a show where they they ran out of ideas except to up the ante for for how horrifying. That's what it became. Yeah. I don't think it was grinding horror so much at the I beginning. Agree. It was scary, but the problem was all the that acting was, the, was so shaky. Well, the acting was shaky, but I think that where they the only place they could think to take it was to um to up the shock factor mm -hmm. of like, you know, I can't believe that this is happening to somebody. Yeah. And, you know, it got into like cannibalism and we yeah. really got dark. Yeah, no, I, I was really glad to stop and, watching and I, it. I, I really didn't care about the people. Like, <laughs> I will say they started killing off a lot of the people who I hated <laughs> and they were bringing in better people. Yeah. Um, but some of the bad acting, like, God, that first season with the two best friends. Right. Whatever. The main guy and his buddy Nate or Shane or whatever it doesn't matter. All he did was he would always just like wrinkle his forehead, uh, uh, Jennifer um, uh, Jennifer Connolly style. That's not the right name. Garner Jennifer Garner style, and he was always just like worried and like. Ugh. Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, don't don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just say uh, ham spam or Pam. Just don't think. Don't think. Pam. Pam. It is. Damn it. Why did you choose? No, I want to share this one with you because it, it angers me. So in this Pam commercial, and again, like, I got to give him credit for anything that isn't just somebody in the kitchen saying it's healthier. Um, this is purportedly from 1998, and it's 
feels very 90s in the cinematography. A, a thing that I didn't notice at the time, but you notice now, like, everything is a little bit too close up and the camera is a little bit askew. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be. It's just a couple sitting right. on the couch. It's like a... They don't need to signal that something's out of whack. It's just yeah. like that was a perm... It was like on a perma-tilt. Yeah, 90s were out of whack. And so this is just like a, a middle-class white couple. Um, the fella's kind of chunky and they're sitting on the couch together. Mm. These fries are delicious. Are you sure I can eat these? Yeah, a low fat. Got the recipe from Pam. Pam? I don't know her, but I like her. <laughs> Pam really cooks. When he says that, he like elbows his wife, like <laughs> like she's one of the buddies. I feel I feel like that sh- that commercial would have been better if he really didn't like he does it knowingly. He's like mm-hmm. wah wah. Yeah, you yeah. know, he's like it's like he's telling a joke. You know, just like a lame joke. His wife is so not into it. Well, he jostles her pretty aggressively. Their vibe is very bad. Yes. Their vibe is like, I don't know if this marriage is going to last bad. Didn't we want to return to that topic? Weren't you and I kind of spitballing this, this idea of like rating relationships and TV commercials? Yeah, we were talking about, well, I said I wanted to do a show about, because we did a show like you put together your crew of friends. Oh, yeah. And I said it would be fun to put together a show of people and commercials you want to fight. Oh, right. But we have talked about couples that seem horribly mismatched. Yes, we did do that, just like mismatched couples. But I I think that might be fun. That was years ago. We could also just do a show where we're just like, let's go through some of the couples that are on TV right now. Who's a good couple? Who's a couple? Because I think the couple you wanted to punch, uh, we're seeing these commercials again. They've been airing for several holiday seasons I know we've beaten up on them before, but it's for, um, I think it's, uh, is it GMC? I think so. It's some car, it's some car commercial, some like, you know, S. TV commercial and it's now at least the second year that it's been running for for the holidays mm-hmm. where the I want to say three because I think you were your I've anger been, got rejuvenated last I know because I've been ripped shit about this every year for a long time it's about a couple he buys she buys them his and hers watches and then he's like psych I bought us his and hers uh you know monster SUVs and then she takes the black one even though that's one he wanted for himself. And it's everything about them is loathsome. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty rough. Like, I will hang out with the Peloton couple before I hang out with those assholes. That's a rough one. Well, I said it. And I no, I'm it. not disagreeing. I'm just trying to think myself. Who am I going to hang out with? They both have nice houses. Um, I mean, they're all, yeah, they're all disgustingly... Uh, overprivileged. Can I play a couple of ham commercials for you? Yeah. Um, Let's talk about ham. Here's one that um, we talk about ham on the show a lot more than I thought, by the way. I went to save a drop today <laughs> for the, like, in the shit like this drop at the top of the show, and I just saved it as ham in my drops folder. And it was like, oh, you already have a drop called ham. Are you sure you want to override it? I'm what like, what's that one? one? It, we actually have several, but one of them was that Christmas commercial from back in 2015. Yeah, when I we wish were I brand could eat new it. at this. Yeah, exactly. The, I'll just the, have the ham. The dad saying, please, I'll just have the ham pass the ham. Uh, but this is a ham related product that I'm a little bit jealous of. I don't eat cheese, right, for the most part, but I do eat. Um, that kind of pizza cheese. And this is a 1990s era commercial for a Pizza Hut product called the Boli. B-O-L-I. Like a Stromboli. Is that what that means? A Stromboli. The I would way, guess. The way they call a calzone a pizzone. It's just them putting their own stank on it. Right, exactly. It's almost like a wrapped. It's like a, it almost looks like a, a better like kind of hot pocket kind of with cheese and ham on the inside. I'm not an expert in what a Stromboli is, but I, that sounds right. Okay. Well, in this commercial, you don't even really know what it's for. It's, a, it's like a, a frenetic commercial where there are news reports of something mysterious landing on Earth and a lot of like kind of stunned people being interviewed by the police and the media. This is KAPZ News. I noticed it's spaceship-like design. I'm strangely attracted to it. I said, Vern, that is not a pizza. Introducing the Pizza Hut Boli. Pizza toppings, cheese, and sauce in a mysteriously tasty crust. Now one Boli is $4.99. Boli, it's out of this world. I believe it was brought here as a sign of peace. Oh, 
Try our delicious new ham and cheese bowly served piping hot at your neighborhood Pizza Hut. That looks good, doesn't it? It does look good. The bowly, the, the, yeah. the Pizza Hut food that time forgot. I would wreck a bowly. Yeah, I sure. would too. Um, I think I'm fa- I'm always fascinated by, as you know, I, like the, the kinds of tropes that are employed for commercials. I think it'd be so funny to examine um, how news... Have we ever oh, talked about yeah, how like, that's newscasters and, and news reporters and like TV news is used as a framing device for products? I think like that was one where like the you know the the reporters are out there like interviewing you know Joe on the street mm-hmm. about this new phenomenon mm-hmm. and. Does Betsy Zyko have a right of first refusal? I know, on right? <laughs> every one of those commercials. Exactly, she um, should. So anyway, I wanted to share with you the bowly. Keep your eyes out. Uh, Pizza Hut is Pizza Hut. Bring back the bowly. The Pizza Hut's been doing a lot of retro commercials now, really leaning into the eighties-ness. I of agree. Their I'm actually shocked service. that they have not brought the Pizone back. They had the Pizone not all that long ago. Oh, I really? Think. I th- I felt like in like the two thousands. I thought so. I thought in the past five years, but maybe I'm wrong about oh, I that. I missed it. Um, okay, I'm going to play for you an abomination of a ham commercial now, if you'll have it. I did want to give you control of the show, so if you don't, you can veto any of this. But this is one of the earliest ham commercials I could find, <laughs> and it's uh, for something called Frosty. I'll say that again in a way that makes sense. You're very right. They brought the Pizone back in 2019. Yeah, so I was really asleep. At I the felt switch. like we were talking about it on the show. Uh, so it's called Frosty Morning Ham. That's the um, product. And again, this is from the 1960s. I know all those words, 60s. but that sentence makes no sense to <laughs> I me. know. Frosty Morning Ham. And here's what's weird about it. It's a cartoon. It's one of those old-fashioned black and white cartoons. And we have, like, a little character that I can best describe, I think, as, like, a, a, he looks like one of the Keebler elves, sort of. He just is an elf, right? He's a small... Little Elfin man. or Peter Pan like, uh, yeah, or some, the original Browns elf logo, yeah, just sort of a little elfin character. He's got a little wand and he's standing next to a packaged up ham that is as tall as he is. And he is singing, so either the ham is very large or the elf is very small. Well, I'm gonna say, based on the other characters in this, that the elf is small because he's singing to these three joyous little piggies who are so excited to be watching him talk about their dead brethren. And the ham is wrapped up, so it's basically the same size as one of the little pigs. It's upsetting. Over and over and over again. Frosty morn. Sing it over and you sing it over again. Frosty morn. The height. Did it say the height of a piglet's ambition? Or piggy's ambition? Of a piggy's ambition. I should say the pigs are the ones who are singing. The deep voice is the elf, right? I think. Yeah, which is weird. Usually elves don't have deep voices. Piggy's ambition from the day he is Piggy's ambition from the day he's born that is, macabre. is to be a ham. To from, be a dead ham. From Frosty Morn. Oh, Frosty Morn meat is government inspected. For meat that's wonderfully different, they tenderize these hams. They sugar cure and hit green smoke. That's Frosty Morn, yes ma'am. So everybody join in and sing it over and over. The pigs are now picking up the um the, the the ham as if it were the Heisman Trophy yes. or the Stanley Cup, <laughs> and they're raising it above their head while they're singing this song. It is just so upsetting. Free yourselves. Frosty morn, sing it over and you sing it over again. Frosty morn. That's upsetting. Yeah. I know it was a different time and probably there are, we could probably dig up some examples right now of where an animal is personified Mm -hmm. to advertise the food that it becomes. Um, I just find it upsetting. It's really upsetting. I continue to find it a very grim. The most unreal of the commercials because it's a a crappy old animation from the 1960s. And I actually like the animation style and the little song. Like I, I kind of, 
dig the whole vibe of it with like the old fashioned animation mm-hmm. and and the little twinkly music and everything. I just don't like the concept. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about spam burgers? But wait, maybe I would feel different if it was chickens or something that I do eat. You know. No, I don't think you would. Like, that's the whole joke. I know we've raised it like a million times. Um, the topic of that old SNL skit from, I believe, the 80s or 90s, where it's like uh, an animated chicken that is the spokes chicken for a chicken restaurant. He's like, first they tear me apart. <laughs> you remember that, oh, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so back in the 90s, uh, Hormel was trying to get people to think of spam as an alternative for hamburgers. And this is almost a kind of a person on the street approach. Like you hear a guy and he's like standing out on the street and he's like taking a bite of a spam burger for the first time and reacting on camera. I mean, we still see this today. Do they like, spell, do they, is, it, is a spam burger just like a slice of spam that's replaced the meat in a hamburger or is there like a ground spam product? I could uh, answer that for you, but I believe the commercial oh, please. will do the hard work there. Great. Tastes pretty good. What kind of hamburger is this? Spamburger hamburger. Oh, I see. You cut it this way, and it makes three quarter pound burgers. Mmm, that's a good deal. Spamburger, 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 spamburger. Well, spam was made with ham, right? So really, this is a hamburger. Get spam lunch oh, meat. Nice try, Hormel. You got the spamburger. It's one great tasting hamburger. So in case it wasn't clear, they answered your question by saying you take this the can of Spam right. and you slice it into three. The long way. Yep. You slice it the long way and then you throw that onto some bread or a bun. You got yourself a Spam burger. I bet that's tasty. This idea of people eating Spam on the streets and reacting to the camera is a little bit. It reminds me a little bit like, I mean, obviously it's still used constantly like this. I'm surprised how good this is or I'm surprised how I cheap mean, this is. I mean, we just played the Burger King version of that, right? Where they're in their dorm rooms. Right. And there's another one that you and I were talking about this weekend, which drives me crazy. It's another Burger King one. And I don't even know what they're advertising, a good deal or the food, but it's a bunch of people who are in it's their car. It's a good car. deal. It's the two for five deal okay. at Burger Right, and there's people going through the drive-through, right. and they are they're being filmed from within their car. But they're super shocked when they say, "Wait, you put another burger in there for five dollars?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> what did you think was going on when they put a camera in your car? <laughs> Why you, you must have been really surprised then. I wish I had your reaction, but the camera wasn't installed yet." <laughs> like they're like, okay, are you gonna go through the the, the drive through? Okay, we're gonna put this camera in your car. Like, ah, okay, well, credulity. that's great. Put the camera in. I'm sure nothing strange or unusual will yeah. happen to me. Oh, you just want to film me just getting the order that I ordered? I also do find it hilarious that people that these fast food places continue to want us to be wowed, wowed. or to imagine that other people are wowed. By the fact that $5 will get you two crappy things off their menu. Right, right. And not concerned. It's, well, it's just, it has been ever thus. Like, that's how much fast food costs. Yeah. And, like, what they want you to do is, it's a lost leader, I'm sure, so you can, like, buy a soda or something. I would say that format, that tried and true format, which has been around forever and applies to a whole bunch of different products uh, and will probably be used forever. I would say the most recent example that sort of made the most sense was the people biting into the meatless BK burger. The Whopper. That's a legitimate innovation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Say what you will, that thing tastes really very close to a Whopper. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, will be shocked. Like, Yeah, I was. The first time you had it, it was kind of like they put a camera in our car. Yeah, I mean, it would have been, I was like very interested to see what it would taste like. I was very impressed that it did, was almost indistinguishable from a Whopper. I was happy that it was meatless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like, I think that Impossible has done an amazing uh, job. Like now that, now if I'm at a, at a, I mean, God, I never go to restaurants anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I'm ordering from a place that has a burger and one of the options is the Impossible Burger, I'll just usually default to that. I'm going to play one more commercial for you, and then we'll move on, okay? I'm leaving a lot on the table here, but that's okay. I, well, I think we'll we've come played... back for ham, spam, or pan part do. Right, exactly. I'm glad you said do, because this is for Dubuque ham. <laughs> and um, uh, this is interesting only because I really like the jingle. I feel like this is from the 1980s, and this is a canned... I think they even say at the end it's for a canned ham, or you can get it roasted in a uh, in like a bag. Meals can be a dream when 
you serve a hand this lean? Enjoy juicy lean Dubuque hams, canned or smoked, remarkably delicious. Smoked, smoked is the word I was looking for before, not bagged. No other meats. Fish, yes, but no other meats. You don't get beef in a can. In a can. I mean, feels like tinned beef feels like something that like the wartime English would have had to have. I actually but like do think that that is there's no canned in the military. Isn't that it wasn't? Didn't they call it shit on a shingle? Wasn't that some sort of canned beef on Probably, a cracker like, of some sort? Yeah, but that's the military. Like yeah, in in regular civilian non wartime life, we don't tin, we don't can beef, we don't Mm-mm. can chicken for the most part. Mm-mm. I know you can buy some kind of canned chicken for like if you're gonna make like, I guess it's like in the tuna aisle. I think they have like. You know, with canned tuna, that's oh, like canned yeah, chicken. I guess but I mean, so. it's yeah. not a normal staple. Yeah, the way like ham in a can and spam in a can—they just like people want to put pork in a can. Can you get spam outside of a can? I don't think so. It sounds like it's the only way you can even make spam. Oh, right, exactly. Although when you think of um, when you go to a restaurant, are they just buying tons of little cans? That seems not very efficient. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, is there like an industrial-sized spam can? Like because you think of Kona Kitchen, right. which is one of our favorite restaurants, and obviously it's a Hawaiian restaurant here in town. Um, they go through, you know. Oh, they if, must. If they're, but are they opening? One of yeah. their appetizers are they is more a than tiny a can. Little piece right? There's of no can, way. Spam can every day. That I don't know. Seem right. There must be industrial spam cans. We have to. We have when to. We, ask when we go them. to cash and carry next time, let's look for it. Oh, that's a good idea. Because they the, would know. What's the? Hey, everybody, we're gonna be on a hunt. What is the biggest spam can we can find? Bring me your biggest <laughs> spam can. <laughs> and now a few minutes with Andy. Old man, look at my life. I consider myself to be an absolutely dead center, normal, average American. My opinion that a great many women have one thing in common. They spend too much time and money fooling around with their hair. I don't use foul language, and I don't like to hear anyone else use it either. It's a fancy bottle. I bet that bottle costs more than the water. When does a rainforest lose its virginity anyway? <laughs> Old man, <laughs> look at my life. 24 and anyway, so that's right. It means it's time for Andy's Corner because I didn't have a, enough time to really spread my wings and fly on the show today. <laughs> so I built in a little Andy's Corner. That is the, uh, that's the producer's privilege. <laughs> he so, who makes the show uh, gets the uh, lion's share of the airtime. The good news about this one is I already set this up at the top of the show, and this isn't radio, so I'm assuming you've been with us the whole time. <laughs> um, this is the mashup video that went viral. I'm going to guess. I couldn't find an actual date on it, which is weird because I thought YouTube put dates on everything. But based on the the comments and how far back they go, I'm going to say this was uh, published on YouTube about 10 years ago by somebody whose name is Sean Clayton. And I went on his website today, and um, I guess he's a he's He's a comedy writer. Um, my guess is the the website has not been updated in a couple of years. Um, in his bio, it says Sean Clayton is a comedy writer and performer living in Chicago, Illinois. He has made comedic films, some of which have been shown at the Out of Bounds Comedy Festival. Um, most notably, he edited together footage of old Folgers coffee commercials. So they, they're all Folgers commercials uh, into something called Coffee Jerks, which has over a million views and was featured all over the Internet. Wow. So sh- Coffee Jerks is really Sean sort of claim to fame. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not looking at his website as copied and pasted that. The next thing went to say that he did something that was featured on the fr- front page of Reddit, too. So... That's well, cool. That's pretty great. I don't want to. I mean, listen, like I, I'm not out there. Do I'm not on the front page of Reddit, so I don't no, know. No, I'm be catty I'm, about it. But I'm it's not just trying kind to of be an catty, and like, I, yeah. it's just it's a weird, it's a weird time in history. Like, what what viral fame, uh, you know, is worth? Yeah, and how many people? And is it even fame? Because I mean, how many people will say, "Hey, right. I, I love that Sean Clayton production of Coffee Jerks"? No, people were just. 
They remember coffee jerks. Yeah, coffee jerks. So anyway, uh, this is only 52 seconds. Uh, like I say, this is a, a mashup of men just being terrible to their wives in old Folgers commercials because the women aren't making their coffee right. Wonderful anniversary, dear, and thank you for the flowers. You're welcome, darling. But if you could do one thing for me... What? Try to do something about your coffee. I hoped it would be better today. Oh, no. What's wrong? Oh, it's your coffee again. The desk sergeant at the station makes better coffee than this. How can such a pretty wife make such bad coffee? Forget the coffee, Marge. It's never very good. But still, I... I'll get some at the plant. Did you ever see Larry looking so happy? Oh, well, honey, happiness is a vacation. <laughs> Away from your coffee. Jeez. <gasps> this coffee is criminal. What <laughs> killed the petunias? Then you admit it. Your coffee really is murder. Honey, your coffee just doesn't taste any good. <laughs> So the one where Genevieve gasped is amazing. So the couple is outside. He's sitting on some sort of a lounge. And he spits out the coffee and dumps it in the bushes. And she says, uh, you're going to kill the petunias. Then he stands up and gets in her face. With in his her finger. Face. His finger is almost touching her nose. And it's very angry. All of these men should be murdered. Amen. Murdered. Well, almost all of them are dead of lung cancer at this point anyway, probably. Good. <laughs> I know it's not the actors, but they probably were also dicks. I wouldn't take that role. I wouldn't either, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, nobody's offering me any roles. Oh, man. I, someone should, someone really should subvert the paradigm here and like revamp oh, these. Oh, that would and, be funny. Revamp these in some fun way. That would be funny. You know? I think there's, yes. a, there's, there could, there's a way to do it. Now, the thing is, when you think about coffee commercials these days, and maybe it's just the television that I watch, maybe if you're watching different time parts, you will see more coffee aimed at people making coffee at home. But I feel like it's mostly like Starbucks or at-home Starbucks well, I've seen quite a products. few of the new Folgers ones um, where they have like a bunch of people and family members, like the mother... Uh, or the you know the the wife walking in on her father in law in the shower. That was Folgers. That was Folgers. I and didn't even remember that was coffee, but I remember you played that on the show and you were like, it was a very charming commercial. But here I was, I didn't even remember it was coffee. Yeah, but I but to me it was very memorable as coffee because I think that Folgers has taken, you know what what reached its apotheosis as the, at the as the incest commercial, <laughs> yeah. um, and kind of dialed it back to be more like. What it feels like to be uh, to be around the holidays times with with a family members and you make a big pot of coffee and maybe you need instant coffee because you don't ne- normally make a big mm. pot of coffee. I'll be interested to see what they do if they do anything different this year where we're trying to discourage people from gathering. Oh, that's an interesting point. Do you actually want to even look right now to sure. see if uh, they have anything on, on uh, iSpot TV for Folgers commercials? Um, yeah, I think that I just was forgetting how many um, regular coffee commercials are still out there. And also, probably a lot of cases, I'm not. Um, oh, here's one, actually, speaking of kind of COVID time. Oh, I've seen this one. Yeah, I, I see the ones from last year called The Visit and, and all of that uh, around the holidays. They looks like they might be airing those again. But now they have a couple of real COVID-era ones. Right. You've seen this? I have seen this one. This one's a guy um, in his Zoom meeting, but he has... Um, Aimed his camera poorly. So that we can he's, see he's, he's risking a real tubin. Ah. Your whole team can see your upper thigh. Pour that smooth roast and aim that camera up high. The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. Well, they've kept that jingle for a long time. They have. They That voice sounds like Adina Menzel. I wonder if that's her. Oh, really? I mean, it's just amazing that you can I, I identify that. Well, you know, keep in mind, I've heard her sing a million times, um, oh, yeah. a tax, a tax attorney. <laughs> right, 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 right. And there's, have you seen this other Zoom-related uh, Folgers commercial? We see a woman uh, on Zoom, but it looks like this is maybe less of a business call. She's talking to three people who look like they're all at their home. I can't tell if they're on a business call or not. She's pouring herself a big cup of this coffee. This looks like friend Zoom. Sit that smooth roast and try your best not to snap. The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. 
I think I cut off the beginning lyrics, but the, her son is behind her trying to like uh, pop up, trying to zoom bomb her. Yes. And so she's moving her cup of coffee around and the pot of coffee around trying to block her son who's ruining her meeting. I am super horny for that kitchen. Oh, yeah. That's it's a nice so, kitchen. So glad you said kitchen there. When I was talking about her son. Oh, God, um, that's gross. That is terrible. Uh, do we need to get out of this segment. Like <laughs> Mr. Doodle. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Do I have this right, Veeves? Our pal Nikki, whom I was just speaking with on the telephone moments before we started recording, she posted something on the Facebook page. I have she, not seen this. She did. This is for um, a, a, a venue called Roller Kingdom, which I believe is in uh, Reno, Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. Nevada. Um, and it is one of those local ads that is sort of like, Oh, so over the top that it was intended to be kind of a to go viral. Yes, yes. Ad, um, and so I'll have you play it here. It's basically a lot of people of all different ages and demographics and descriptions talking about why it's better to roller skate than do all manner of um, of degenerate things. Um, and it's made by some people that we've we've uh, run across before in this podcast. Okay, and it looks like it's all again almost like cell phone footage. Yeah, it's very like- cheaply made. Okay. Hey, kid, would you like some drugs? Oh, I know this commercial. This has been around for years. Yeah. I've played this on TBTL before. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So it's like we see this guy is rolling up to some kid. He's in his car. The kid is just walking down the street. Hey, kid, would you like some drugs? The first one is free. <laughs> he pulled out some Advil. Want to check out my van? I got some candy. Hey, kid, want to join our gang? And spray paint under a bridge? No! No! Bug off, man! I'm going roller skating! It's almost got a Tim and Eric quality to Extreme it. Extreme Tim and Eric vibes. Addicted to roller skating, not crap. Because we roller skate today, we will go to college tomorrow. Prison is full of people that have never roller skated. <laughs> Prison is for people who have never roller Prison skated. Prison is for people that has never roller skated. <laughs> I don't. Most of these are pretty lame to me. Like, I'm a, I am addicted to roller skating, not crack. We're going to college because we went roller skating. Very lame. But prison is for people who has not roller skated. <laughs> Chef's kiss. I'm Brad Armstrong, owner of Roller Kingdom in Reno, Nevada, keeping your kids off the streets since 1999. I say no to drugs. I say no to gangs. I say no to unplanned pregnancy. I love that he. I love how he hits unplanned. Yes, and also they're all children except for one adult who pops in and says, "I say no to unplanned pregnancy." I say no to unplanned pregnancy. <laughs> right, of course. I wonder if they didn't want to give that line to a kid. Yes, they want to explain I think. What it I meant. think even that might have been a, a hair over the line for uh, the makers of this ad, uh, who we have talked about before. They're a comedy duo uh, who go by Rhett and Link. Um, Mm -hmm. And we talked about them at length because of one that they did that went even more viral than this one, which is the Red House Furniture. Red House. And I got to say, Roller Derby, whatever, uh, Roller Kingdom is like, it's a pale imitation of Red House. Like... This is the one Prison where it's is like, for people that has not roller skated. It's okay, pretty good. Yeah. That's great. That's... I'll put that on a sampler. But everything else is kind of lame. Red House is the absolute... Um, just quintessential. They, this was done perfectly. It's a platonic this, ideal. This is just like a, a furniture warehouse kind of place. Very cheap commercial, but it's a bunch of white people saying, "I'm white and I buy this furniture," and then a bunch of black people saying, "I'm black and I also yeah, enjoy this it's furniture." A, it's a bit. It's clumsy. It's a clumsy message of unity. <laughs> But actually, it warms my heart. Even again, I've seen it a million times. Let's take a listen to it here now. I'll just get along at the Red House Furniture. We, we can. can at the Red House. I'm Richard, aka Big Head. I work at the Red House, and I'm black. At the Red. I like pumping iron and pumping furniture into people's homes. <laughs> The timing is I'm so Johnny, awkward. a.k.a. T-Engage. I work at the Red House and I'm white. I like deer hunting, bass fishing, and extending credit to all people. 
the Red House. I'm black and I love the Red House. I'm white and I love the Red House. I'm a black woman and I love the Red House. I am white and the Red House is for me. At the Red House. Look at the sofa. It's perfect for a black person or a white person. <laughs> This mattress is perfect for a white person <laughs> or a black person. <laughs> At the Red House, where black people and white people buy furniture. And Hispanic people, too. <laughs> and all people. <laughs> it is well done. You know, I love that commercial, and I, st it, I still do, but it is in, uh, in modern America, it is upsetting even knowing the context, it's upsetting to hear someone say, I'm a white person and yes. anything. Yeah, I know, right? And then any kind of pregnant pause after that, you know? Yes. And like, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, you Trump fucking assholes. Because now also... we can't enjoy that commercial as much. Oh, I disagree. I think that, that that's always been the joke of the commercial. I know it's been the joke, but now it's like uh, not as funny. Uh, I I don't know. I think it's actually I think it's more for our time than ever. Maybe. I really do. Like that's why the pauses are the pauses so are hilarious. Funny. This couch I is like deer hunting, bass fishing, and extending credit to people yeah. of all races is a great line. Anyway, the guys who made this are named Brett and Link. They're comedians. They they do all kinds of other stuff too. But this is kind of their their claim to fame, um, which is that they make these extremely low budget, extremely um, intentionally. Uh, awkward, awkward, and weird. Yeah, ads for local businesses. Like they do a close up of two people shaking hands, um, like making a deal. But it's like they're clearly told, "Don't actually grip the hand. Right. Just like make it as awkward and weird and Tim and Ericy as possible." Yeah, it absolutely is. So I, I love that. Um, we do have listener Michael who spoke about the who's uh, apparently lives in Reno or is from there, and the that first one we played the Roller Kingdom one. Um, Listener Michael says, "This is real. Uh, mm -hmm. This rollerblade, this roller uh, skating rink is in Reno. It's still there, and this guy was a regular. This guy being the, uh, I guess the guy who who runs Roller oh, Kingdom. Okay, yeah, this guy was a regular at my cafe for a while. He was a real creep. Oh no, yeah. So no, sad ending to that story. God, you don't want creeps running roller rinks. But who else are you gonna get? It's <laughs> jingle This is Emily from Minnesota with a Jingle Time. Recently, there was a tweet that was something like, without saying your age, what is something from your childhood that someone younger than you would not understand? And a friend who's around my age, so kind of elder millennial, um, responded with the lyrics to this product. And I remembered it. I'm pretty sure I wanted it, and it is absurd that I did. So here goes. I got magic copier, look what I do. I draw a great dog, and now I have two. I draw and I doodle, make copies, you see. Make copies, I keep jaws for me. Magic copier lets you change paper. From pink to yellow, white too. I hang my work on the refrigerator. Cause that's what my mom loves to do. So, I'm pretty sure that a toy manufacturer in the early 90s decided that what children wanted was office equipment. <laughs> and I'm not sure that they're wrong. <laughs> Do you remember this toy at all? Because I did not until I watched the actual commercial. Then I was like, ah, oh, I yes. have a faint memory of it now. If you'd asked me to 
to summon it without that, I would never have been able to think of it. But yeah, I can kind of picture what it's going to look like. So it's like a plastic. Great job singing, by yes, the way. It's Amazing like a job singing. Plastic tablet thing. It almost looks like the, it's a little bit bigger, but it almost looks like the type of thing where uh, one of, you take one of those magnetic pens and you can like draw with the, the steel. Magnadoodle. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Really? I think so. Oh, okay. It sort of looks like a bigger magna doodle, but you're drawing on the screen, and then you hit a button that says copy, and whatever you drew on the screen does get printed out. Really, it's less of a copy machine and more of just a printer. Right. But, but it uh, copies what you what you drew on the screen. Right, and then it's on a piece of paper, and then your mom can hang your drawing on the refrigerator. I got magic copier. Look what I do. I draw a great dog, and now I have to. I draw Magic Copier comes with all you see. Batteries not included. New from Ideal. That was supposedly from 1991. I remember that Again, it's more of a printer than a copier. I just think that people weren't as familiar with printers. Well, uh, Magic Printer, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it feels like there's a better name for it than Magic Copier. That feels like a real first draft attempt at a name. Well, but they also have copy. Like the button says copy on it. I think it's just like something that copy machines were just probably more relatable believe it or not i because of all because of rob schneider right well right too of course he really popularized making copies right the number one um (laughs) cork advocate of our generation america's (laughs) favorite cork activist i would say by the way every time that comes up i try to explain i get too long-winded he's an activist for natural cork yeah now you know just look up they tried to make a viral video with him (laughs) about 10 years ago it is really something to see you can sell anything you can sell anything Anyway, that was beautiful, Emily. Thank you so much for calling that in. Absolutely. I love that. And quite a quite a jingle. That's a quite real a jingle. jingle. Quite some pipes on her. Yes. Um, nice job. If you, like Emily, you don't have to have great pipes. You can just remember a jingle. So call it in at 607-444-5597. Uh, I know I've, I've had some IRL conversations with a few of you out there who have told me that you're working up the nerve or getting ready or getting your voice training done i don't know mm-hmm. don't overthink it okay it's a podcast yeah i clearly am not overthinking yeah we it. obviously we never overthink it you shouldn't either um you can visit us on the facebook group uh or you can email us at after these messages show at gmail and if you want to write in just to say um how great today's uh ham spam or ham <laughs> segment was and if you're concerned at all about the quality going downhill from here just uh put uh best segment ever in the subject line and that's how we'll kind of weed out that's right all of the, the huge influence i enjoyed it very much emails. thank I will you be kidding. all right everybody we'll talk to you next week oh dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of manzas from pakistan karachi posse zaki's poppy uh red octagons couldn't stop me